You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. What is going on? You are tuned into the Decoding Success Podcast with your host, Matt Labrie, and our inspiring and motivating guest of the day, Josh Felber. Josh is a serial entrepreneur, growth hacker, and operates as CMO of Primal Life Organics with his wife creating extraordinary dental care for the world. And additionally, he owns Making Bank, which is a TV show that can be seen on Apple TV, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Amazon Alexa, and Spotify, which uncovers the mindset and success strategies of the top 1%, so he and other entrepreneurs can amplify and transform their lives, very much so like what we're doing right here with Decoding Success. Josh is God and family-centered, teaching and integrating his business ventures with family to create a fully immersive learning experience for them to grow, which is yet another reason why I admire what he is doing so much. Now, one thing we talk about in this episode is optimizing our lives, and fortunately, I want to help you do just that, so the Decoding Success team has partnered up with Best Self Co. Best Self offers an array of daily optimization tools from guided journals, action pads, habit roadmaps, and so much more. If you're committed to your growth and want to take advantage of this offer, head over to bestself.co and use Decoding Success for a gracious discount at checkout. And without further ado, let's hop into today's episode with my friend Josh. Josh, thank you so much for being here today. I truly appreciate you taking the time out of your day to provide value to our listeners. Awesome. I really appreciate uh, being on the show, Matt. Excited to uh, share a ton of uh, really cool information. So let's hop right in. I appreciate that. So first question, how do you define success? Um, I think, I mean, for me, success is kind of a complete solution. So uh, like my, you know, so what I look at is, you know, my values and how, you know, I'm attaining and focusing on that. So, you know, family, health, um, you know, business and growth are kind of my top four. And so for me, success is working on all those areas and, you know, growing all those areas. So whether it's spending, making sure I'm integrated and spending time with the family or taking care of my health, um, you know, to growing our business and then also personal growth, which is super important that supports all of those other areas as well. And, you know, obviously we're human beings, so it's okay to be off track of, of achieving that. But how do you find yourself either getting back on track or staying on track in regards to being able to spend time with your family and being that family man or, you know, continuously growing your business and continuously growing your, yourself as a person? How do you find yourself staying on track? Awesome question. Um, one of the things, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about is, and I just, where was I just, I was just somewhere and they were talking about, um, balance and like, Oh, you know, how do I get more balance and how, you know, this, and you know, it was like, I was in the audience, but I was kind of further back to where I was I'm like, Hey, and scream over top of everybody. But you know, it's not about balance because when you try to do things and, you know, figure out, Oh, Hey, okay. I need to spend more time here or I need to spend more time at home or the business or whatever it may be. You're always going to be out of balance because just think of like a um, uh, teeter-totter, you know, where you're on one side and your friend on the other side. Think how hard it is for you both to get that thing to balance, you know, it, it, and it's never, ever, you know, optimally balanced. And so uh, I've always looked at it as integration. You know, how do I integrate um, our business with family? How do I integrate our family with business? And actually, you know, um, when it, we just got back from a trip out in uh, Scottsdale, 
and, you know, brought the whole family, you know, out there. So our nanny and our kids and everything. And so they got to spend time and have fun at the pool, which had actually had a beach and everything as part of this pool, which was super cool. Um, to whereas, uh, you know, we, my wife and I were at a um, seminar, you know, actually working on human performance and brain development and things like that. And so we also booked a couple, you know, an extra day and a half before and a couple extra days after. So we could go hiking, spend time with the kids. Um, you know, I took the kids um, to indoor skydiving. So they all got to go skydiving. And, you know, and so just a lot of really fun things like that. And so it's more about that whole integration um, instead of like, okay, cool. How can we find balance? On the topic of balance and integration, like you literally have so much going on. And it's one thing I admire about, you know, what you're doing in life. And I've shared this with you in the past, you know, you're executive producing documentaries, right? You're, you're being a father to some amazing children. I literally see them all the time on Instagram and, and whatnot. You know, you're a husband at that. You're a business owner. You're a fitness enthusiast. You know, you, you host the show Making Bank. Like, how do you not feel overwhelmed? And if you do, like, how do you cope with that? So for me, I guess I never have really felt... I think maybe once or twice, maybe totally in my life, I felt overwhelmed. <laughs> and it's and it's when things, other things were not lining up correctly. And I, part of that is, you know, taking care of my health. Um, part of that is, you know, how I manage my morning. So I do a lot of, um, I get to call it kind of like morning stacking. And so I really focus on, you know, getting up, um, you know, first things I do, you know, is spending time, you know, with my kids, um, you know, working out, meditation, uh, doing those uh, first things, whether it's reading or um, journaling and things like that uh, in the morning and getting those things done. And by doing that, that helps really prime and set up the whole day. And then also at the end of the day, um, you know, in between everything with business and our martial arts and all that. And then just at the end of the day, um, you know, doing things to come back, you know, spending time with the family at dinner. Um, and, you know, then we have martial arts and then coming home and spending time with them for a little bit before they go to bed. Uh, and then also, uh, you know, taking care of myself as well, um, using, um, you know, an infrared sauna or, you know, a hot tub or different things like that to actually then, you know, rebalance myself internally. And then, you know, usually a little bit of reading or sometimes I'll work on um, podcast stuff or my courses and things like that I'm launching this year. And so just kind of staying aligned and true to those values is also um, uh, is uh, keeping myself, you know, in in line without being overwhelmed. Um, and part of it, too, is how you look at everything. So a lot of people tend to see uh, challenges or different things that come up and they look at that and maybe it is a problem or something, but then that consumes them. And it's trying, instead of letting it consume, it's like, all right, cool. How can we break this down? Um, how can, you know, how, how can, you know, whether it's pushing pieces out of it to the team or whatever it may be. And, you know, I've come across just at this event, I was just at and talking with somebody and they were overwhelmed by the situation. And when you actually really broke it all down, and looked at the um, the little pieces of the whole thing. It really wasn't. It's like, all right, cool. How can I tackle this? All right, great. Now, how can I tackle this next section? And by breaking it down into bite-sized chunks, it makes it easy to digest and consume and then tackle those uh, situations that come up. Yeah, I think that's great advice, being able to break it down because you're not necessarily looking at that huge goal that you might be setting. You know, you're looking at that uh, that first 
quote unquote small step or however you want to look at it. Now, one thing you did was you, you already answered my next question. You know, you're ahead of the curve. I wanted to ask you how much you feel health and wellness plays a part in your success. Because one thing that I always see is you crushing CrossFit wads. You know, you're, you have your children involved, right? Like you, you mentioned there, you're doing some form of what is it? Martial arts or, um, uh, I forgot what you mentioned earlier. Was that martial arts? Martial arts. Yeah. So, um, every day pretty much we do, um, part of what we do in our morning is, you know, stretching, getting, you know, um, rolling out. And then we do some kind of CrossFit type workout, whether it's strength day, whether it's, um, high intensity, whether it's Tabata, things like that. And then in the evenings, we all have martial arts. So we do Taekwondo and Krav Maga, um, in the evenings, five, five, yeah, about five or six days a week, um, as well. So we kind of have our morning and then we kind of, and then we have our night portion as well. Uh, you know, I think at least for me, and I would think a lot of other people, it, if you can take care of your health, whether it's, um, eating hydration, uh, some type of exercise, um, whether that's walking for you, whether that's yoga, whether that's CrossFit, high intensity, whatever that may be. And you can do that and you have, you know, in, you know, 20 minutes or whatever, that actually will help make you better. It'll help your brain. It'll help um, different uh, growth hormones. B, I think it's BNDF or BDNF um, re- is released. So that's going to help your brain optimize and focus better. Um, you know, plus it'll pull, push down that cortisol that triggers that adrenaline and different things that may, uh, when you get into those situations that may seem overwhelming, they aren't overwhelming because you don't have all those other chemicals that are pushing that out. Um, so for health, um, from a physical standpoint is definitely, uh, super, super, uh, amazing to focus on as well as, you know, what you eat. Um, we do a lot of intermittent fasting, um, usually five, six days a week. I probably fast for anywhere from 15 to 20 hours a day. Um, so I'll usually eat one meal a day um, of some significance. And then on the weekends, just depending on what's going on, um, then it's usually probably just like a normal 7 or 8 p.m. to noon fast type situation or whatever. Um, so fasting, I think, super important. Um, it provides a lot of clarity. Um, and last year, uh, 2018, uh, I think I did three five-day water fast. Um, so I have a couple scheduled this year as well. Um, but using a five-day water fast um, where all you drink is water for five days and then monitor your glucose and um, your ketone levels so you can push your body into what's called autophagy. And that actually then is getting rid of all the dead dead cells, all the, the, the buildup of stuff in your systems, um, and then flushing all that out as well from, uh, it'll push up, uh, testosterone levels. It'll, um, on the fifth day, you'll actually get a huge stem cell creation and push into your body. I mean, so doing all those different things helps optimize you for being the best person overall. If you can optimize yourself, then you can also then manage everything else around you more effectively. You're staying ahead of the curve with this interview because I swear I was going to ask you like what are practical ways for individuals that um, are are always on the go to manage their health and and optimize themselves, right? And you kind of hit the nail on the head there with the intermittent fasting, which is something that personally works for me. Um, You know, it's just a very 
easy way for me to be able to manage, you know, uh, my nutrition and yeah. you know, boost those different levels in my body. So I appreciate you sharing all that. But now that brings me to my next question. You know, I see you practicing the meditation, you know, as you mentioned earlier in the show, you know, you're hopping in saunas with different lighting and things of that nature. Now, what's a practical way for an individual to, rec- to recover that might not have access to those things? Sure. No, great question. Um, <clears throat> you can use, uh, you know, cold plunges or ice baths, um, you know, where you hop in and you know, make sure it's around that 50 degrees. Uh, and uh, you get in there for, I think, roughly 15 to 20 minutes, um, which is a little bit longer than cryotherapy. Um, I like cryotherapy. It's three minutes, super, super cold, negative, minus 240 degrees, um, helps reset the body and inflammation. Uh, most places there's a cryotherapy nearby you can go to. We don't have the cash for that. Um, like I said, ice baths work great. Um, you know, uh, just sweating. If you go to a local gym, uh, just trying to get into like a dry sauna or a you know wet sauna, which may not be as optimal as an infrared sauna, but it'll help your body sweat and trigger that extra uh, detoxification process. Uh, one super really great uh, way to actually sleep really well. So sleep is super important. Um, is the chili pad. So uh, it's a pad that you put on your bed and then it runs uh, water, whether you set it uh, cool or warm. Um, I like to keep mine on super, super cool. So right around, I think it's right around 50 degrees um, of water that runs through there. But when you sleep, if your body temperature starts to increase overnight, especially if you're really physically active and things like that and have um, some muscle mass and things, and you get really hot, it throws off your sleep. So if you can keep a cooler body temperature throughout the night, you stay in a little bit deeper sleep overall. And so adding that was a huge impact um, for just recovery and sleep overall. Uh, The kids got one as well for uh, Christmas. So they all have one. um, And they said they've noticed a big difference just in overall uh, sleeping quality and things. Um, So those are just a couple little tidbits. Uh, One really awesome thing, if you want to optimize sleep really well, is True Dark. True Dark uh, makes these really dark red glasses, T-R-U-E dark, and you wear them probably about 30 minutes before bed. Uh, And I mean, it helps you just fall right asleep. And what it does is it, instead of looking at light and different things like that, it helps reset and uh, set you up for a deep sleep. And then they also make those glasses, especially if you use your phone or computers a lot, that filter out the blue light. So a lot of people these days that are always on digital devices have that blue light that's coming in and distracting and throwing off their melatonin levels and uh, different things. So just adding that, like all my kids wear them anytime they're on at least 90% of the time they have them on when they're on a, some kind of digital device, whether it's a phone or a computer or whatever. And, you know, I wear them and some of our team wears them, you know, throughout the day when we're in the office and uh, working from a computer or even traveling through airports. A lot of times I'll throw them on or on the airplane and stuff as well too. Totally. No, that's all actionable advice. I appreciate you sharing all that. But I'm curious, Josh, like, how did you get into all of this? Was it something that led up to it where it was like, shit, like, I need to make this change? Or were you just like, you know what, like, I need to make sure that I'm here for my family for as many years as I possibly can be? Like, you know, what was it? Sure. I, I mean, I never, thinking back, even when I was a kid, I always tried just to be, I, it just always felt good to be healthy. So whether it was always outside running around, you know, you're playing backyard football to 
um, different sports and stuff growing up and, you know, started lifting weights at some point. And then for a while, probably in my mid twenties, I kind of got off track and really wasn't synced up with it. I didn't, I wasn't unhealthy, but I wasn't optimized as I would have liked, I think. And then back in, uh, 2000, uh, trying to remember back in the 2000, somewhere right around there. Um, a friend and I, we both wanted to uh, go into the Navy SEALs. I was 26, I think, at that time. And so we both dipped in, and then we started, which is the delayed entry program. And we both started training everything. And um, we got pretty close to the time where it was time to ship out. And I ended up blowing out my ACL. Uh, so, uh, I wasn't able to ship out right when he did and I rehabbed it. I got it fixed and then rehabbed it. Um, and during that rehab, I was doing CrossFit because I started doing CrossFit right around 2003. Um, and I uh, started doing CrossFit, um, as well as running. I ended up running a full marathon, um, as well and just kind of got back into it. And then um, I reapplied, but then I was never able to get a medical waiver, even though I passed all the, crushed all the tests and everything else. Um, so my good friend is actually in the teams now <laughs> as a Navy SEAL and, and everything. So, uh, but that kind of, I think, revamped it and got me back on that whole path. Um, I mean, since then, uh, I've run several marathons, probably 20 different half marathons, um, have been doing CrossFit ever since 2000. 2001, 2003, right in there, uh, when it was the original old white and blue website. And uh, you, you had to handwrite everything because you couldn't print it because you couldn't, <laughs> the text would print out white. <laughs> so, um, and then just ever since, just really stayed on that path. And, you know, we switched to paleo eating and then, you know, more ketogenic, you know, fat focused and, uh, and, and intermittent fasting and stuff over the last couple of years. And, you know, I, a good friend of mine is Dave Asprey. So just kind of seeing what he's doing, like, Hey, you know, okay, my goal is to live to 180. So, all right, how can I optimize my health so I can be there long-term for my kids and see them and see, you know, see them grow and help, you know, and help them uh, as well. Plus, you know, hopefully make a huge contribution back somehow to the world. No, I, I totally respect it, man. You know, I, I feel like a lot of individuals, including myself, kind of need a quote unquote, go through something to realize how important health is. So that's definitely one reason why I brought that question up. Now, you've obviously given us a, a whole bunch of value in regards to actions we can take to optimize ourselves in, in many areas of life. But is there anything else that you feel has contributed, you know, to your success over the years, maybe a characteristic or a habit or maybe a connection? I know you mentioned journaling, you mentioned meditation, you mentioned so much, but is there anything else? I think one of the biggest things when I, I was like 13 or 14, I read Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant, Unlimited Power, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. And, you know, wrote down all my outcomes, what I wanted um, over the years. And I used to look at them every day up until probably I was like 19 or 20. And then I had kind of put them aside and then didn't actually find them again until probably about three years ago. But throughout that whole time, I think one of the biggest drivers for me and words that has always stuck with me, I think that's pushed me and pushed me and pushed me is that relentless factor, you know, being relentless in everything I do. And recently, um, we uh, were listening to, um, on our, we have about a 20, 30 minute drive to martial arts every day to and from. And so we started listening to audiobooks several months ago. One of the recent ones we listened to was uh, Tim Grover's Relentless. And it's about how he, him working with a lot of the top athletes 
um, from Michael Jordan, the best of the best, to Dwayne Wade, to Kobe Bryant, and how what differentiates them relentless from some of the other athletes like um, uh, uh, LeBron James and you know Kev- Kevin Garnett and things like that that may not be at that same level. And he talks about um, coolers, closers, and cleaners. So cleaners are like Michael Jordan, Kobe, Dwayne Wade. You know, they people aspire to be them. Like they are the leaders of the leaders. And some of the other people, you know, the coolers are people that follow. That they're part of the team. They're really good, but they follow you. you hey, here's the directions. Here's what needs to happen, and they go do it. And then you have the other people that are closers. That all right, cool. They execute on the plan. They, you know, are leading and, you know, taking charge. But if there's a change in the plan, it throws them all off out of balance. And then, you know, there's the cleaners. Those are the people that are relentless and that, you know, people follow, aspire to be them. And they, you know, set that pace and they do whatever it takes. You know, just, you know, if you take example, um, you know, Michael Jordan, when I think it, it was called the flu game, but it ended up, I think, actually being food poisoning overall. But he played throughout that whole game through all the sweat, all the terrible uh, sickness and everything that he was going through. And it was one of the highest scoring games, you know, and that's, you know, the example of being relentless. You know, you're driving, pushing through and, you know, whatever is going on with you you're always, you know, leading from that perspective. And so that's one word that's always stuck with me and really has um, provided, I think, the drive and success and the forefront. And so it was kind of super cool after listening to the audiobook and seeing my kids kind of try to take on and adapt and, and to utilize that in their life, you know, where they are to help them grow and everything. And I think just mentorship is huge, you know, following, you know, and having different mentors, um, throughout your life, um, you know, working with, um, you know, business coaches, um, you know, personal development coaches and things like that, uh, you know, I think plays a huge success um, in where you are, where you're going and being able to work through problems and take on challenges and different things as well. You made me really curious. How do you find yourself tapping into that relentless gene? You know, uh, we, we know how Jordan did it, right? And, uh, you know, it's funny. I always see your kids on Instagram rocking the Chicago's, Chicago Bulls gear. So <laughs> it all makes sense, man. It all makes sense. But I'm curious, like, how do you find yourself tapping into that? Because it's one thing to, you know, talk about it, but it's another thing to actually put it into action and live by it, right? For sure. Uh, you know, that's a great question. And I'm thinking about it here is, it's so interesting story. So the conference that I was just at, uh, we were working on uh, human potential um, and uh, like your brain and optimization, NLP and a lot of different stuff. And one of the things that came up was, all right, how can we learn something that's taken people, somebody 30 years to learn, be able to analyze it, ask them the right set of questions, and be able to learn it in five to seven minutes and then be able to perform and do the exact same thing back at a 70 to 80 to 90, 100% level of that they took 30 years to learn. And it was interesting because a lot of times the people that were teaching it understood it so well, kind of like Jordan did. It was hard for them to teach it back because it was so innate and so part of who they were to be able to sit there and be like, okay, and describe how they did this was the challenge. And so, you know, going through and asking, you know, okay, cool. You know, how is your mindset? What do you think about, 
you know, what do you go through when you go forward and to go to do this? And so one of the interesting things was they did that with my wife who has done anesthesia and she's done over 200,000 cases or something like that, you know, putting people to sleep for surgery and all this kind of stuff. And so they said, okay, hey, describe how you do this. And she's like, well, it's just a feeling and you do this and this. <laughs> and so, and then the person I was asking the question, like, okay, but how do you do this? Or what do you do first? Or what do you do this? And then when you actually broke it all down, it was nothing that she initially said. It was like, okay, well, here's the first thing you have to do. And it was all about the setup. It wasn't actually about the insertion of the needle. And so being relentless and having, having that as part of who I am um, and learning that when I was at a young age and adapting that throughout my life has become just so natural that I don't actually think about it. I don't I just take action and do that, uh, whether it was going into a business situation, whether, you know, and not really being fearful of something or worrying about risk. Oh, okay, cool. I don't see that as a roadblock in my mind. It's like, oh yeah, I can do that. It's not like, oh, well, am I going to be able to do that? Am I going to, uh, am I going to get hurt doing that? Uh, am I going to, whatever. It's like, okay, I just see it as like, Yes, I'm going to be able to do that. I don't have those roadblocks. So, for example, uh, end of the summer, I'm testing for my black belt in uh, Krav Maga. So the test is a six and a half hour test and you're constantly moving, doing stuff and everything. Well, then at the end of the test, we also now we have um, where we have to spar, fight, uh, say there's 15 people that are testing for the black belt. So we have one minute that we have to take on each person and you have like a, I think a 15 second rest or something in between. And so you have to do that and go around and in my head and then think about, okay, well, I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm like, Oh yeah, I can do that. And I, you know, and our instructor, he's like, okay, well, you know, it's going to be challenging like this and you're going to have to, you're going to, you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, you're going to have to have enough cardio to make it through six and a half hours plus do this after. And I'm like, yeah, but, I don't look at it that way. I'm like, I've run a marathon in three and a half hours. And, you know, at a certain point when you're being physically active, it doesn't really matter how physically great you are. It all comes down to mindset and how much you can push through. I mean, I've been through a five hour Krav Maga test. I've, I've run 20, you know, six miles multiple times, 13 miles multiple times, completed a numerous CrossFit workouts, been through a lot of different physical challenges. So in my mind, I'm like, I can do that. I don't, I don't see that limiting belief. I don't have that limiting belief. I'm like, okay, how can I be the best at it when I go do it? How can I perform at my optimal levels, but not like, okay, I'm going to run into this. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to do this. It just doesn't actually, that those barriers don't pop up in my mind. A hundred percent. It makes sense. Clearly through, through what you're explaining, you most definitely are relentless. Now, quick question. What's a piece of advice you've been given that you didn't want to hear at the time, but it proved to be true over time? Uh, it's a great question. Um, I think the biggest piece um, probably has to do uh, around say, like working with employees and dealing with employees and or people that work for you. One of the biggest challenges I think I've always, that I've always run into in the past was growing up and having a lot of this integrated in my life and being kind of the, this whole process in my journey was I always thought everybody else thought the exact same way I did. <laughs> And so it was like, all right, 
and I would get frustrated. Okay, why is this person not doing this? Why are they, you know, giving up on this? Why are they just like, why do they see these roadblocks and these challenges? And so one of the uh, coaches I worked with, um, he's one of the top trainers at uh, Tony Robbins companies. And um, <clears throat> he's a good friend of mine now and everything. But, uh, you know, one day he's just like, look, man, he goes, 98% of the world doesn't think that way. They never have been around personal development. They've never been around mentorship. They've never been around that. And so <clears throat> that was a big change for me. It's like, uh, okay, cool. All right, I got to see, and I got to kind of step back and see these, a lot of people look at things not this exact same way. And then the challenge is like, all right, how are they looking at it? How can I communicate with them to be able to, you know, make sure the information is getting across to them that they can see it and that they'll adapt it and want to take it on. And, and then just creating, opening up that basically that communication gateway. So it's not like, Oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> they can't see it this way. Why can't they see it this way? <laughs> yeah. And so that, that was the hardest thing for me to uh, probably work through. And I still deal with it sometimes. It's just like, ah, oh, all right, think about it for a minute. How are they looking at it? How can you help them? I could definitely resonate with that as well. Now, I want to respect your time, but I want to squeeze one last question out of you. Sure. If, if you could give yourself, uh, your younger self, a piece of advice, what would that be? And I know after sh you shared all of this stuff, you know, you've been getting at this since 13 years old. You said you were reading Tony Robbins books. So you already had that mindset developed at such a young age. But I'm curious, is there any piece of advice you would give your younger self? Uh, let's see. Uh, I think for me, looking back and looking at everything, um, it would probably take a look at it and say, hey, you know, here's what I want you to do. You go deeper in your relationships. Because I, I know a lot of people, I have a huge network of people, um, but I don't have a lot of like deep connection. Like, I have a few, but um, like it, there's probably certain people I'm like, oh man, I probably should have been, you know, a deeper connection, you know, with this person, this person. And just taking that time to really go deeper and to, you know, connect with those people, I think would probably be the biggest piece. Yeah, definitely. Meaningful relationships really do go a long way. Now, Josh, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Where can people find you on social media to keep up with you? I'm on any of the channels, but uh, Instagram a lot, uh, just to Josh Felber. Facebook, uh, Josh Felber, I think 10X or something, I think um, on my Facebook page. Twitter is my last name, first name, Felber Josh. Um, but my website, joshfelber.com, um, our uh, company, Primal Life Organics, um, we'll do over eight figures this year. Uh, moving into all the national retailers and everything. Um, so that's another location as well. So awesome, Josh. I, I making, really appreciate and, it. And making bank podcast. <laughs> yeah, and making no, bank podcast. <laughs> you, have, you have great I, content on that. I don't, I don't promote it as much, but I should. <laughs> no, I see it all over, man. I definitely see it all over. But again, I just want to say thank you for taking the time and adding value today. Matt, it was an honor. And just really, really being able to come on your show, share some information provide your audience with a ton of value. Hopefully they can take and execute from this and just improve their life or their business. I'm sure they will be able to for sure. I know I'm going to be able to, so. It's all good. Well, have an amazing day. You as well, Josh. Thank you again. Thanks, Matt. 
And there you have it, Josh Felber adding immense value to help us all optimize our lives from health to relationships to business and more. And to top it off, he provides key insight on how to build that relentless gene within us all. Much love to Josh for hopping on here. Make sure you check him out on social and tune into his show, Making Bank. He has some great content and phenomenal interviews with some wildly successful guests. Thank you as always for tuning into another episode of the Decoding Success Podcast. If you haven't already, connect with me on social. I would love to connect with you directly. You can find me on all the platforms at M-A-T-T underscore L-E-B-R-I-S. Like I said, I would love to connect with you all directly and add value any way that I can. Don't forget to share the show with a family member, a friend, a colleague, the damn person you sit next to on the train, or anyone that can benefit from it. If you haven't already, drop a rating and review to help us build the show's street cred so we can attract more game changers just like Josh to hop on the show and provide value to all of us. Until next time, be blessed. Peace.